Bellevue, renter from hell, is an alleged repeat offender. We've got a Jonathan Cho video here. We've got having multiple stories come up because it, it's taken this long for so many of these tenant. Calling these folks tenants is a very generous term. Oftentimes they just, they haven't paid rent for years. We've got squatters going on. Got a story in Seattle where squatters are just literally broke in, changed the locks and hunkered down. Now, this is kind of one of those stories where here in King County in Bellevue area, because the laws are so against the landlords, the tenants know that they can just game the system. And that's what we've got going on. Here we go. Let's talk about it. So Woodridge, Woodridge is a neighborhood where I used to take the bus, elementary school. I used to ride the bus. Where is Woodridge? It is located right here. Here's your West Bellevue. Here is your downtown Bellevue. Right in here, here's Woodridge. Great community. It, I've got multiple family members that live there. My cousin, Wes Jones, lives there. He's a big real estate agent that kind of owns that neighborhood. And he's the one that sent me this story and said, hey, have you seen this? This is a friend of mine that lives in the neighborhood. And um, oh, that's not the right story. That's about a, a squatter pole or a squatter where the uh, tenant was doing OnlyFans and they had up a stripper pole. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. Back to Woodridge, our <laughs> regularly scheduled program. This is a multi-million dollar neighborhood. So these stories are happening everywhere. And it's because you've, you've got all these folks that are like, oh, yeah, we can game the system and not pay rent for a year, maybe longer, two, maybe three with COVID thrown in there. Yeah, it's nutty, right? Here we go. Neighborhood is amazing. Woodridge is one of Bellevue's most desirable neighborhoods. Good schools. It's easy access to downtown. Many homes have stunning views of Lake Washington. And Great views. And they sell for millions of dollars. I yep. two years back. Jaskaran Singh owns this one as a rental property. He's got a new car. He has a new car parked inside also. And he thought saying Kim, along with his wife and kids, were going to be ideal tenants. He lied for everything. He lied? Yes. That is until the Kims allegedly started skipping out on rent. He's simply exploiting the system. Singh turned Game in the system. And even tried mediation. There's no law to protect a landlord. But when that didn't work, he started the eviction. Shocking in Washington State. On for months. It's not a justice. Justice delayed. It justice denies. One of the main issues causing the delays: King County courts are behind on at least 600 eviction cases. In this joint investigation, King so so. These scam tenant artists, these scam artist tenants, they know that there's this big backup and they can just draw this thing out forever. AVI Radio's Ari Hoffman and I took a closer look at what's causing this backlog. Judges and commissioners in other counties like Kitsap are openly mocking King County. William Shadbolt, Sounds about right. Washington Business Properties Association, he says state law clearly shows eviction cases must be prioritized over other civil matters and hearings must be granted within 30 days. They should be clearing this backlog of eviction cases that they created. Shadbolt says the system is broken and there's no accountability. Somebody will file a lawsuit that may force the issue. We reached out to King County Courts for comment on the delays. A spokesperson sent us a statement that reads in part, This is due to a variety of reasons out of our control. Legislative changes have led to lengthier hearings, defenses, and right to counsel. I'm suffering and he's taking the 
enjoying all the amenities. Meanwhile, Singh is losing out on thousands of dollars in rental income each month and still has to pay the mortgage and utilities on this expensive property. Hey, wait. I need to talk. That's why he's been trying to collect by any means necessary. He recently invited me to tag along. It's six months. You haven't paid rent. It's my house. Kim briefly came out to talk, but wasn't interested in continuing the conversation. He's raising a family here. He's taking them to a school. After things calmed down, I went back to get his side of the story. You know, he's been fabricating story to the court, so. No. Kim told no. Me he's a You're lying. You're lying. In the States and claims this is all a big misunderstanding. Why don't you just. A misunderstanding. That's what these folks, they're gaming the system straight up. They know this guy can pay rent, right? But hey, let's go live in a really nice neighborhood in Bellevue, not pay rent. Yeah, Korean national, he knows what he's doing. This is a scam artist. Pay the rent to the guy. I am going to. And I'm making, I'm, you know, uh -huh. he doesn't understand this, you know, system here in state. In fact, he's now <laughs> accusing Singh of harassment and being an absent landlord. He's not fixing anything. But he could not explain why he was so behind in rent hmm. when he would come up with the rest of what he owes. Hmm. Bugging me constantly weekly. Kim referred yeah. to his attorney Pay at the some County Bar Association's Housing Justice Project, which offers free legal help to low-income renters facing eviction. No one there returned my phone calls, so I went to the office in person Shocking. to find out how they choose their clients. I will ask. Um, Thank you. Just, yeah, you could take a seat. Singh does yeah. not believe these pro bono lawyers properly vet their clients and are allowing unqualified people to mooch off the system. Do you guys have a media line? A representative declined to comment and gave me another phone number to call, but it went straight to voicemail. Hi, Richard, the Office of Emmy Lawyer for the Housing Justice Project. I'm currently unavailable. He's very convincing. Compass real estate agent Janny Spencer says Kim is a repeat offender. He's got my haircut in that one. complex. And accuses him of doing this at another Bellevue property several years ago. He's a con artist. A con artist? Yeah. Mm. Spencer says her clients are still owed thousands of dollars in back rent. People want to be here. Bellevue Deputy Mayor Jared Newenhouse is following this case closely and says there are other situations like this across the state. It is so, so the guy that we're seeing there, he, the, the, uh, the real estate agent from Compass has experienced this with this tenant elsewhere in the same neighborhood, in another home. The guy just hops from homes to home, just conning people. I mean, I talk about Pacific Heights, which is a neighborhood in San Francisco. It was a movie in, I don't know, the 80s, maybe early 90s. But it literally gets into some of this stuff where, where people sign a lease, never make a payment. And then, yeah, the, the plot just keeps on going. But now... Here in state of Washington, in King County, there's so much uh, protection for these tenants that they can literally game the system, and they all know it. And ah, and and this is this is what you end up with. Heavily skewed in favor now, uh, in terms of uh, supporting tenants. Absolutely, the word is out that they can manipulate the system. We need balance. We should look at this from both perspectives. Republican State Representative Andrew Barkas says he's in support of more legislation protecting mom and pop land. So, where my bus bus broke down as a kid, ran out of gas, right there have really set the agenda. I live in the neighborhood. At this point, Singh says all he can do is wait, 
but he's already lost faith in the legal system. Other landlords shouldn't be in the same situation. He's now advising others to avoid renting out their properties, at least in Washington state. Yeah, so you've you've heard me you've heard me talk about hey, you know, city of Seattle. Maybe consider you know, not renting out your property in city of Seattle because the onus is so much placed upon the landlord. The tenant, ah, you don't have to pay bills. We've got the whole COVID thing. We're going to shut the economy down, make landlords pay. What's the bottom line to all this? What happens with the supply of rental properties? These are the rental properties that people want, right? Single family homes. They don't want to be crammed into an apartment. A lot of that stuff is held by big corporations, and that's kind of a, a totally different thing. Everybody wants single family housing, don't they? And who is single family housing owned by? Mom and pop uh, l- landlords, mom and pop home property owners, which is they own one, two, maybe up to four units, maybe, you know, four single family, something like that. But the vast majority of, of, of single family homes are owned by mom and pop landlord operators. And these folks don't have the resources that big corporate does, that the big associations putting up hundreds of rental properties every year, developing them, constructing them, leasing them out. They, these guys don't have the resources to combat this type of tenant. You can see the struggle that our buddy, I think he goes by Jimmy, our buddy Jimmy, the landlord is going through. And some of the background information. So I talked with my my cousin, Wes Jones from Keller Williams. If you've been in the Seattle area, he's advertised heavily in the past with the Ron and Dawn on KVI and also Dory Munson, who passed away. And now Wes is advertising with Brandy Cruz. And you'll see him on her show as well, another conservative show here in the, the greater Puget Sound real estate market. But talking with my cousin, Wes, and the issue is, well, some of the issue is this is a Korean national renting this home and he didn't have a social security number. Nothing of what this guy has done in the past is showing up on his credit report. So, you know, it's hard for these landlords to legit go down somebody's credit and try and screen them. So when you're going into these situations and you're not sure if you should be renting out to somebody, you know, going down those roads, what are you going to do? You're going to pull back. And if you have this happen to your property, you're going to think twice about keeping that property as a rental, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Because you don't have the resources. You don't have the ability with a big legal team to come in and do what they need to do. You don't have the ability to hand that off and say, hey, go take care of this because it's costing thousands and thousands of dollars in outflow to your attorney while you've got no inflow from the tenant who's not paying rent. And on top of that, you are paying for the mortgage. You are paying, you're going to pay one way or the other for upkeep. You're going to pay taxes. You're going to pay maintenance. So this whole notion that the tenant is saying, hey, this, this guy doesn't understand. No, no, that's just blowing smoke. That is a literal smoke screen because you don't want to pay rent because you know in King County that it's pretty darn easy to game the system. Maybe you get a couple of years out of it 
you know, of not paying rent. And then just the individual, the tenant is a Korean national, then he books it out of town, he books it wherever. And there's just zero repercussions. So my bottom line to this is, how many of these landlords are going to continue to keep these properties that are very desirable in the rental pool? Yeah, they're going to sell them. And then what happens when they go to sell them? And this is something I've talked about many, many, many times, because on the Summit Properties Northwest and side of things, my real estate brokerage, we do this all the time. I hear this story time and time again. The landlord laws, there's such an onus on the landlord that why would I want to keep this property, especially in Seattle? And the real reason they do keep them is because their returns are typically historically have been really good. There's always a demand for rental housing. But when you're faced with this kind of nonsense, you're going to sell the property. And who's it going to go to? Because these properties are million dollar properties. They're going to go to somebody that's going to come in and, and, and buy the home and occupy it. Uh, um, an owner occupied property, not a non owner occupied property, which is what this property is now. People are going to say, Nope, I'm done. And it's my understanding there's somewhere around 11,000 properties in Seattle alone that have been taken out of the rental pool. So bottom line, I'm taking a long time to get there. You're, you're shrinking the supply of rental properties. What's that do for rent? It skyrockets the rent. What has happened to rent in Seattle? Hmm. Let's see. Has it gone down? Oh, no. So all of these laws that King County has put up, Seattle has put up, Tacoma, I need to do a podcast on that. Tacoma has come up with this ridiculous set of laws that really pin down what a landlord can and can't do with his property. My conversation with my cousin Wes was, this is theft. This is real estate theft because you are taking away the ability of a landlord to exercise their full bundle of rights, which comes to them with a warranty deed, right? Warranty deed, full bundle of rights. You start to take out all the rights, you get something less than a warranty deed. Now, you know, when, when you rent out a property, you give a leasehold right to the tenant. They have the right. If those tenants don't pay. Well, in King County, you're out of luck out of luck. And the other story that I'm going to podcast on today is the somebody had a vacant home. They're in between tenants. Squatters literally broke in, changed the locks, and went to town. They had mail being sent to this residence. They're carving up pumpkins. They tore out the carpeting. They put in a stripper pole so that they could do their OnlyFans. Uh, you know, some kind of stripper routine. Everybody's got their little thing on OnlyFans. But if you don't know what OnlyFans is, it's it's adult entertainment. You pay a subscription for monthly. So how would you like to have that going on in your rental property on a squatting basis? This guy here had a lease and this guy was just, I mean, he, he's known now in the community and there's enough folks that have have, you know, called him out on it. He's got kids at school. He's got kids. This tenant has got kids at, um, Chinook elementary, I believe. And then also at Woodridge, no Chinook middle school. That's where my kids went. And then Woodridge elementary. So, you know, you got to put some heat on these folks because what they're doing is straight up illegal. And that's what Jonathan Cho is showing is this guy is breaking the law and getting away with it because there are so many protections 
for tenants. And you can see the actual runaround that Jonathan Cho got when he goes to, you know, housing authority that basically, you know, provides assistance to, to folks in need. And by that, we mean anybody that has a housing issue, landlord tenant law issue. And so these people are covered. They're protected. The landlords, I mean, good luck, good luck dealing with your house. And this kind of story is coming up time and time and time again. Remember that story I, I read to you about the uh, the homeless homeowner living in a van down by the river? Everything but down by the river part. He was living in the cul-de-sac, hanging out where his house was because the guy wouldn't pay rent. And the process is so long in the state of Washington and King County and Seattle and Tacoma it's it's become so such a a long standing process you've even got ridiculous things like oh you can't you can't evict somebody during the winter the cold winter months of the pacific northwest let's be honest there's no real cold months of the pacific northwest yeah, you see people in homeless encampments deal with it all day, every day. And they don't scurry into homeless shelters because they want to keep doing their drugs. And they keep doing that in spite of every now and then the temperature dips under 40, right? Every, every, maybe, maybe once in a couple of days a year, you get into the 20s. We don't have a cold environment here. So this whole concept of, well, from this month until this month, it's all winter. It starts in the fall and it goes into spring. You've got these time blocks where you can't evict people because of the cold weather. And so these con artists, these scam artists know that if they time it right, they start that process, you know, maybe you got six months of, you know, hearing after hearing after hearing, and then, you know, that goes into the cold winter months. It's easy, minimum a year where these landlords can be tied up in court. And in the meantime, these people are doing just crazy stuff to their homes. You don't have any recourse. You don't have any ability to basically handle you know, a piece of real estate. And in this case, it's a multi-million dollar. I don't know what the value on this property would be. I don't know anything about the property, but there is nothing under a million that I know of in in Woodridge. And it's probably more like a million and a half minimum. It's, you know, it's something like that. It, it, even, even a teardown is one point whatever, because you're going to be able to construct something, you know, new construction, 5 million, something like that. And if you have views, it's probably more, you know, along those lines. It, it's, it's not the greatest neighborhood in West Bellevue, but it's a pretty damn nice neighborhood, right? And so <laughs> these folks are literally taking advantage of laws and things put in place that are meant to protect the tenants. And long term, what that'll do is just skyrocket rents. And then people go, why are rents going so high? How come rents are just going through the roof? Well, you put in a bunch of laws and nobody wants to be a landlord. So this is not that hard to figure out, right? This is not rocket science. But we live in an area where there's just so much of this extreme far left policy and and the state of Washington, I don't think is probably far behind in enacting these things where, oh, we got to cover the tenants, we got to cover the tenants. 
And that will literally just puts the squeeze on the supply. And, and you know the rest of the story. Nobody wants to be a landlord in that situation. You move your money, you know, into another area, into another city outside of King County, something like that. But where you have the state of in, in, within the state of Washington, your two biggest cities, and my cousin Wes and I talked about this, are Seattle and Tacoma, and they have some of the most restrictive landlord. Uh, laws on the books, what you can and can't do. Oh, it gets a little bit cold. It gets under 50 degrees. Can't kick them out. And no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to do this. I've had stories of my real estate brokers telling me just crazy stuff going on in Seattle. Now we're about to hear that in Tacoma. And one of the reasons I'm covering this, because I'm a real estate guy and I literally have multiple of you sending me messages saying, this is what I'm dealing with. I have somebody in the premiere every morning at nine o'clock and nine 45, my time, we release two videos, one at nine, one at nine 45 in the morning. And we've got somebody that's having an ongoing issue like that. That in the comments, they're making comments. Oh, I can't wait to get this tenant or this squatter out, you know, whatever it might be, but you've created a situation where people aren't going to want to be, rental property, you know, owners slash property managers. And again, this is the desirable rental property. This is what everybody talks about. We need more affordable housing. We need more rental properties. Nobody says, I want a, I want a unit within a thousand unit apartment complex, do they? No, they want their own space. They want their own independence. They don't want to have, you know, neighbors on all four sides. They want to have, you know, a, a little piece of that American dream where they're renting it. But with jokers like this, you know, that dream is going to become more and more expensive. Here's another thing. And you got to watch that movie Pacific Heights if you're in real estate, because that's just an epic, epic movie. So another byproduct of this is the fact that if you're a landlord and maybe it's, maybe it's wintertime, maybe it's coming up on wintertime and it's slow and you don't have a, a ton of tenants clamoring for your property. If you know that this is, a, is something that's happening out there and you've got a tenant, that is, you know, has something on their credit history. There's something in their background. They're good people, good family, whatever it is, but there's something holding them back from getting just, you know, getting every opportunity in the rental housing pool. There's a ding on their credit. They got slow pay. They got bankruptcy, something along those lines. If you're a landlord, you're not going to lease to those kind of folks. So even though you, you're, you might have the property still available for rent, you're going to maybe, maybe you take an extra month. Maybe you take an extra two months, maybe three months to get your property rented because whatever your mortgage payment is, those three months of payments are going to be way cheaper to wait and get that quality tenant. Somebody that's just clean, good history, credit report, all that stuff. So all of this legislation and all this criteria that is meant to help tenants is literally backfiring as we speak because people making 50 grand, a hundred grand, something like that, those kinds of tenants, those people get pushed down further down the list because there's this, this, this 
factor of, well, if I rent to you, I don't know exactly if that might happen again. You might have some slow pays. I don't want to deal with that because there's so much craziness going on out there in the rental world, especially in King County, especially in Seattle, especially in Tacoma. I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to hold off and wait for a better tenant to come along. So the very people that these laws are supposed to be helping is literally taking them out of the ability to rent a house. They're going to be forced to go get some crappy, you know, apartment somewhere. And they're going to have to deal with big corporate and big corporate has, you know, not a ton of tolerance a lot, a lot of times and single family and, and, uh, you know, when you got a landlord situation, oftentimes those are the people you got a mom and pop landlord. Those are oftentimes the people that will have a little bit of leniency in, okay, I really liked that family. I really liked that couple, whatever that might look like. So even though they've got a ding on their credit, they've got something, I'm going to take a chance on them and I'm going to let them rent my home with more and more of these stories because there's laws on the books that allow these folks to take advantage of landlords with more and more of those stories. Landlords have that in the back of their head. Yeah. I don't want to take that risk. I don't want my house to be the next Pacific Heights. Got to see the movie. I don't want my house to be the next Pacific Heights and just have it torn apart. Literally in the next podcast, I'm going to do where you've got the only fans doing some stripper action on the pole that they installed in the middle of the living room they tore out the carpets so that they could get the stripper pole to get all the way down to the hardwood floors underneath and then they can secure it because, you know, stripper poles with the human body tends to cause a little pressure and you don't want it just connected into the carpet. <laughs> Plus, older carpet. It looked like it was older carpet that they ripped out. Just a mess, right? Just a mess. So in that case, the landlord takes back from the literal people that are squatting in her home and it carpets ripped out. It, it just, they were doing all kinds of stuff to the home, just destroying thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damage. And those are stories that landlords have in their head. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to rent to you. And you know what? The rent's going up because there's not many rental properties left. So guess what? If I were to guess, I would guess that this home is renting for I couldn't tell if it had a basement or not. It looked like it's a, just a, a Rambler, a single family story home. Most of them are along the main drag in Woodridge. I would guess is that 3,500, 3,700 a month, maybe four grand a month, something along those lines. Maybe it's 32, 33. I don't know. Is it a three bedroom, two bath? I don't know. I'm totally guessing, but it's somewhere between three and four grand would be my total guess and probably on the more upper end of that range because there aren't many rental properties and fewer and fewer as more stories like this come out. And that's, that's why I'm you know, podcasting on this because this is a topic that needs to be out there because these landlords, these property owners are just getting shellacked with shenanigans. And that's not cool. It's not cool. But this is the state of Washington. So also the flip side is this is the stuff that we voted in. How's that working out for you? How's that working out for you? Well, property owners are willy-nilly just selling their properties to get out of this game because you can see what a nightmare it is for this single property owner here. 
And literally, you have a news guy come. Jonathan Cho goes up to the front door, and the guy says, "Oh yeah, he, you know, the landlord. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. No, he gets it. You're working the system. That's the bottom line. Those guys should just be thrown out, toss their stuff out on the front porch. I don't care. You're." You're robbing from somebody, right? You are literally robbing from somebody. It's kind of like during the pandemic. That was a robbery for so many landlords because all of a sudden they can't do what they need to do with their properties. They have zero ability. And that's just not right. It's just not right. Putting all of the pressure, all of the responsibility onto the property owner. What? Is this, are we... You know, is this communist nation now? It kind of looks that way. And that's that's the way this stuff is gone. Yeah, it's straight up socialism, communism, whatever you want to say. But it's certainly not based on capitalism, is it? All right, that's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. I will catch up with you on the next one. Bye for now. (laughs) 